Let there be jihad. Let the swords run with the blood of the infidels. We will all eat land in paradise. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Kill James Bond of 2023. <laughs> I am Alice I'm joined as always by my friends Abigail Thorne and Devon. Hey! How you doing? And we have tricked a legitimate subject matter expert into uh, slumming it with three podcast idiots. Um, we got Dr. Arthur Asraf, Associate Professor in the History of France and the Francophone World at the University of Cambridge, on the podcast. How's it going, Arthur? Hi! I'm illegitimate. Thank you so much for coming on. We got you on to talk about a terrible movie um, because you did a Twitter thread about it, and I was like, "Yeah, this this seems like a, a, a you know a cruel thing to make you recapitulate." So. <laughs> you have made yourself known to the podcast, and we've immediately yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You guys must have watched um, something else because I thought it whipped ass. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get the you, fight on this <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're gonna. I'm excited to debut with no warning a new segment entitled "Which Host of Kill James Bond is Racist?" and I'm turning the big spotlight in your direction. <gasps> I win. <laughs> so, no, I mean the podcast episode. I know that it's racist. The podcast episode uh, just requires conflict. So that's true. That is true. Very good of you. Um, but this this movie is The Wind and the Lion, and you may have heard from the opening drop that we have been we've gone back for more old Sean Connery. Um, we're just very susceptible to an old Connery. And I've just. The problem with this is that I've been walking around my house just saying things in Sean Connery voice <laughs> for the last to, few hours. This happens to us every time we do one of these things. We've seen this man play uh, Russians? A, a Lithuanian man. We've seen oh, him sorry, play yep. Englishman. Yeah, Lithuanian. How dare you? Sorry. First and foremost. <laughs> uh, I believe they were the yep. same country at the time. Don't worry. Um, uh, we've also now seen him play a quote well-educated sheik, um, and you yeah. better believe he has not made any attempt. <laughs> Listen, there is one very important attempt, which is that he does manage to make Allah rhyme with loch. So it's like Allah. <laughs> I have the drop. Oh god, where is it? Yes. Allah is very understanding. There you Allah go. It's very forgettable. Oh. <laughs> not of not of this pronunciation, but of a lot of other things. Um, so <laughs> I, I do want to stress, by the way, this movie is racist from the first shot because oh, it yeah. opens with the faux Arabic calligraphy font, which makes yep. the credits really hard to read. Yep. Um, it it looks like Sean Connery is spelled with a Q, and it just sort of it sets the tone, right? Um, and we we begin. <laughs> seems Sean Connery Manania. Yeah, sure. Yeah, as as um, in many of these episodes, my first note is, oh no. Um, <laughs> I was excited to f find out that the phone had been used before Aladdin. Yeah, like 20 yeah, years yeah. before, yeah, and we already got the Aladdin it, yeah. Fucking agro This is like a <laughs> 1975 this movie came out. Like It's truly vintage dated, and yet... Um, also, I, another thing I should say by way of sort of setting up for this is that this was 
written and directed by a guy called John Milius. Um, he also did the script for Hunt for Red October. I didn't bring that ah. up at the time. <laughs> um, I think classic John of a Sean Connery accent game. Yes, yeah. Uh, but I think John Milius is kind of underappreciated. I think he's up there with Tom Clancy as one of the sort of like weird fascist Americans who sort of like made pop culture what it became. Um, because this is the guy who did Dirty Harry, he did oh. Red Dawn, he did Conan the Barbarian. Oh, we're going to have to watch that. Oh, we're going to have to watch that at some point. Yes. Fuck, we will uh, have to. He, he did the script for Apocalypse Now sort of largely against his will and then complained to everyone who would listen about how it was liberalized. Um, fully like six-fifths of esoterics <laughs> of Nazi. Also, crucially, a giant weeb. Um, he his bra he branded himself for a long time as the American Samurai and the Zen Anarchist. Incredible! Did An he also write Rising Sun? <laughs> you know, I'm actually now that I've said that, I'm not sure. I don't think so. Mm. But knowing that he is this kind of like esoteric racist, you just know going in, you're going to get some like warrior culture stuff. Oh yeah! yeah. Oh yeah! The yeah. guy who like. <laughs> Yeah, this, this guy, this guy, wait. he Go does on. not distinguish between uh, Arabic peoples and, like, the Klingons. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is the same is. to him. Yeah, and so we, we see, we begin with a bunch of Klingons riding their horses down down the sands and into, uh, into Tangier. And the way this is shot, it's intercut with... Um, European colonists having a nice sort of like uh, cup of Bordeaux in uh, then their, their fancy mansion, and yeah, yeah. So the, it takes the like, it takes the bold step to like introduce our protagonist by having her be a snob about wine, and I was just like, oh, we're supposed to like this woman for this. She's like, oh, at lunchtime, it absolutely must be Bordeaux, and I'm like, yes, I <laughs> agree, but also like, no. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, um, I, the vibe you're getting from this is, this is a sort of a gilded cage. It's a very, like, cosseted, imprisoning kind of, like, uh, Europeanness. And meanwhile, outside, the Klingons, uh, who are, like, doing real masculinity. Warbirds um, are uncloaking. Yeah, and may I also yeah. say, presented in stunning definition. Uh, mm -hmm. No high to speak yeah, like, of. <laughs> Lots of like very fast shots of like sort of like foaming at the mouth horses and stuff. Uh, oh my god! There's so much horseography. Yeah, like, there's so many like horse movements. Yeah, I mean that's actually one the of the things. Dancing. It's one of the things I was tentatively going to submit in the film's favor is that the horse, <laughs> the horse action is very well filmed. The horse um, acting is genuinely extremely good. Like the way they choreograph <laughs> the horse fighting and like film it is all very good and it's it's all very action back. I'm yeah. pretty sure some horses probably died. Oh, there, there's, there's some no... points where I was like I was like, how do you film that film like this? They truly they do not make them like this anymore and it's because they realize you can't just blow up a horse and film it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 100%. There's there's this number of shots where a horse just like eats shit very very hard and I'm like <laughs> I don't think the horse was trained to do that. I think there was a rope involved in that. <laughs> I don't think CGI. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a few a few things where you can see the stuntman sort of like visibly get trampled by the horse. Very mm -hmm. Cecil B. DeMille in that way. Um, but so 
Um, our, our, our boys, our Klingons, trample a couple of French soldiers. Literally, a horse tramples the French flag because French people are pussies, right, in, in the universe of this film. Um, and they, they sort of, like, rampage towards the nice English colonialism, which puts up a bit more of a fight, but still not quite enough. The sort of, like, white-suited... A uh, gentleman who is like uh, having Bordeaux with this lady shoots a couple of them yeah, as so, they as so they rampage in with a pistol. The boys run in, and then this guy pulls out the lunchtime gun that he just <laughs> he just yeah, has he just has that on him at lunch. He just pulls out a gun and like shoots some dudes. I it's the Bordeaux to have a lunch gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. The special like, lunchtime uh, gun. Lunch once one must ha- have. A small, but like I, yeah, I yeah. Must it's have like a wine pairings, right? <laughs> well, yeah. wine you goes have a well Bordeaux with and you have a Webley Bulldog yeah. with the Bordeaux because that's the pairing. My, this is the kind of shit um, that I imagine my my grandpa did. Just walked around in someone's country with a white suit and a gun. <laughs> some Bordeaux, like. This guy's my favorite character because he he does exactly what he shoots several guys one at a time and then he runs out of bullets yep. and he goes damn. And then gets hit with a sword. <laughs> that's it. Like, like, he ah, his last shit. words just like ah. <laughs> See, I he I knew. Killed. So there's a little boy in the mix here, William, who's like seeing all this happen. Yeah, a boy who I sort of perhaps unkindly described as having the most English-shaped head. Yes, I've ever seen. But there's, there's a like lot a of like ball. filming of like the 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 English people in profile in this. Yes, and. Let me tell you, as as a nation, we have some weird shaped craniums. Not to resurrect phrenology, mm. but but I mm. I knew that Sean Connery was going to be in this film, and I was like, oh, this is child Sean Connery. We're going to do a kind of like even more racist <laughs> dances with wolves. Like he's going to be raised <sighs> by the lads, and then he'll become one. He'll become their chief. I was like, that's how it's going to work. But no. Oh, no. you expected there to be a reason he was white? No, no. 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 It's just. No, he, I thought mistake. this time would start off Scottish to begin with. No, <laughs> this is William, and I fucking love William throughout this entire movie because he gets yeah, so great. into it. Yeah, William. William is the uh, th- this woman uh, Eden's son. She's got a son and a daughter, uh, and both she, the son, and the daughter get kidnapped in the sort of like. Western way of a guy picks you up and puts you on a horse, and then you just you're just done. Horses, they ride through the house. It's it's a good good horse action. It's they ride the horses into the house. They destroy the house, sort of on general principle. They get really into it too, which I approve of. There's a guy no exposition. No, so we've never met these these people. We we don't know why they're doing doing this. They show up in a house and they blow everything up. They yeah. kill Chef Boyardee. They don't even there's, get off the horses guy, at any like, point. <laughs> They're just hitting like no, paintings with their swords on the horse mm, in the living room. They spill it's the perfect. Bordeaux. Yeah, I have Bastards. I have a favourite guy here, by mm-hmm, the way. Mm-hmm. My favourite guy is the guy who we see just beating the shit out of a sort of a table centrepiece with a sword like forged yeah, in fire. Yeah, yeah. That's my guy. <laughs> I love that guy so much. He because for no reason. What what possible offense is this centerpiece offering him? We don't know. We don't care. Do you use a sword like that? No, you don't. Doesn't matter. Um Are you telling so, me you wouldn't? Ah, oh, no. You let me loose in sort of a, a, a big fancy colonial house with a sword and you just tell me go nuts. I'm going for the centerpiece. I'm doing it. Uh, Every time you come over, I have the- to get a new centerpiece. It's terrible. <laughs> but they, they are and taken so- they are taken to see the boss. They are taken to see yes. Lieutenant Worf. 
um, <laughs> manager. Sean, sh- none other than Sean Connery, uh, holding holding a Tasby the least naturally I've ever seen anyone do it. Um, and he tries to like flex on this woman by stealing one of her horses and like breaking the horse in front of her, and the horse just throws him. Um, she laughs. His men laugh, and uh, he gets up and slaps her, and hits her with his opening line. I'm the right shooting. Do not laugh at me again. Okay. He beats her to death with a shoe. Like in Doctor No. It's like, yeah, I, okay, I won't. Um, I think at this point we'd now cut to America. Um, yes, we see, we see guy, Roosevelt. A guy's thumb is on a globe. Teddy Roosevelt. Um... We, he was introduced in a sort of like fucking idol animation <laughs> civilization leader portrait mode. Um, and buddy, he we... doesn't leave that mode for the movie. No, I love this performance. No. I gotta say, this actor he's, like he's well done. chewing scenery. Yeah, uh, who is it who's playing Roosevelt in this? Uh, I've no idea. Brian he's, Keith. He's really Brian good. Brian Keith doing he a is, great job. Um, <laughs> he's also the only person who's having fun. Either in or watching this movie, aside from Abby, it's also the mo- most a- accurate historical bit of it of the film. Oh sure, yeah. I mean, like because th- the thing Roosevelt did more more or less react like this. Yeah, and he was an absolute psycho. I guess this is the um, point where we should we should note, unless you did while I was letting the cat out and I didn't hear it, that this is based on so a real event. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so... I, I'm based on an extremely inverted commas here. Yeah, so what if, instead of a sexy lady played by Candace Bergen, uh, this was a 64-year-old, heavily bearded, overweight, Greek-American fail son called Jon Perdicaris? Um, because, yeah, so this is this is a facet of colonialism, right? Is that um, uh, Morocco is in this sort of, like... And I'm going to get this very wrong, so do please correct me. Uh, like transitional state between colonialisms, where it was like caught between like French and Spanish spheres of influence, and so instead of like a formalized colonial rule, you had a sort of like, oh well, nobody really cares that much about Tangier, so it all runs through this one dipshit fail son who like his dad got rich in like the coal industry and he dropped out of Harvard and he was going to be a painter, but the paintings weren't very good. And he was going to be a writer, but the writing wasn't very good. So he just went Much to like Tangier, built a mansion. Yeah. And just sort of like hung out being the elder statesman of a community of like European dipshits. We deposited on Tangier. Um, and, and they made him a sexy lady for the movie. Yeah, and well, huh. yeah, exactly. Predictably, someone had the idea we should kidnap this guy. Hard to be mad at that, I think. Yeah, he was kidnapped, um, and the, the, this did lead to like a whole crisis with Roosevelt and the Germans and the French were involved. So that bit of the movie is correct. You can also visit Perdicaris' house in Tangier if you want to, but it doesn't look anything like the house in the film. I've seen a picture of it. It's ridiculous. It's like a McMansion. Um, he built like he put turrets on this thing. Like Dave um, Courtney ass. Pretty much, yeah. I think we should do um, more films that are about historical figures and we make them sexy ladies. Like I would love to see a Churchill biopic where it's, it's just got like fat naturals. <laughs> it's just looking, just played by a ten out of ten. I think it would just be fun. 
Stacks JFK. Wilma Churchill, yeah. S- yeah, it's just called Stack JFK <laughs> as well. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not even trying. My, my favorite aspect of this is that, like, it, it wasn't just this guy who got kidnapped. It was him and his stepson, who was a British kid. Not even a kid at that point. He was, like, in his middle age. But he was called Cromwell Varley. Which which is Fuck what off. every single British no. person was called in 1904 yeah. was some shit like Cromwell <laughs> Varley. But so JFK Teddy Roosevelt Jeez, fantastic knockers. <laughs> getting getting briefed by his Secretary of State John Hay, played by John Houston, guy I love to see. Most recently, we saw in Winter Kills. Yes, we um, did. And he explains to him that, well, first of all, he briefs him on what has happened and who has kidnapped Eden Perdicaris, and is absolutely wrong about, I would say, 90% of what he says here is wrong. Rule el Razule. He describes <laughs> as Sheriff of the Riffian Berbers and the last of the Barbary Pirates. Burner. About. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Aranoise. extremely loud, incorrect buzzer. Uh, it's like wh- what 50, 60 years too late to even be talking about the last of the last yeah. of the Burberry pirates, right? Like, so first of all, his name is not Mule. Mule means my lord. I just wanted oh, to say word. Did that. I was like, oh, I genuinely thought because there's a bit later on where he says that's his his first name, and yeah. I'm like. That that sounds a lot like Maula, like Maulani. Yeah, that, Maulani. That sounds exactly. sounds like a title to me. Exactly. Fucking hell. That rules. His name is Ahmed. We didn't even try. We didn't even try when we were making <laughs> this one. Did not even look it up. Just didn't even yeah, Google it. He, His name's not even he's, right. He's Sheriff, Sheriff, Sheriff of the Riffian Berbers. Uh, like... No. So Sheriff is like a kind of noble thing, but it's not a like it's not a job. It's like, you are Sharif or not, you are descended from the Prophet or not. And the people that are following him are not Berbers. Like, they might have been Berbers a while ago, but they speak Arabic, so they live in the Reef, but they're not Berbers. So most of that is incorrect, but that is how he was described at the time in the American press. And they were obsessed with the Barbary Pirates thing because America had a long history of sending military interventions against Barbary pirates. So the Marines. From the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. Exactly. So that's the first overseas seas intervention of the American army is when they go to Tripoli in Libya. So it fits with some nice nationalist mm. myths. Mm. So anyway, this this guy so, this guy tells Roosevelt, yo, there's this dude, Sean Connery, he's the last of the Pirates of the Caribbean, he's a member of the Klingon and Rose, High Council. And Roosevelt sort of like, is like, this guy sounds cool. He does! I, I want to be and friends Roosevelt's with like, him. Roosevelt's, like, like, Roosevelt's like, based cool, sick, uh, but yeah. you can't have him kidnapping American stack 10 out of 10 women, no. uh, so wh- I'm going to send a fleet, we'll use it as a propaganda tool. And he, he sort of coins this uh, this slogan uh, in in his head at this moment, which is uh, America wants better Karis alive or Rizzoli dead. And this goes over as we later see. This is like a huge hit with Americans. Uh, the electorate love it. Mm. Um, meanwhile, back in uh, back in the Rift, back in Morocco, back on um, the Klingon homeworld. Yeah, um, Eden is like, uh, and her children are like. Sort of dumped on the ground to be menaced by yeah. like, non-speaking but horny men. Yes, um, they kind of they want to watch her undress. It's very like it's quite disturbing. She's also racist to them quite explicitly. Sure, it's not good. 
And then we look across the way where Rasulu is. He's just reading a book. Yeah, which is he, they are contrasted just- against him, the white man reading a book. Who speaks English. We mm-hmm. don't know why, but they have no problem communicating with him. Speaks Scottish, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 such a, like a weird flex on your captives to be like, uh, you know, uh, I benching, you know, I'm lifting three hundred and fifty pounds, and that's with the right arm alone. What about the left? Writing poems. <laughs> and it's like, He's, huh? Yeah, it's perfect. It's fantastic, and he's and and fucking William is in like full on. Oi, Mister Yumi, Dad. Mode, like yeah, wandering yeah, yeah. around this. Yeah, camp. he just wanders up to him, and he's like, "Father figure, are you? Are you my father figure now? Are you, you going to be my gruff uh, father figure? Please, God, I need a gruff father figure." So I don't think Connor <laughs> yeah. like, even interacts with this child very much throughout the film. No, he, he just ignores him. Yes. He just he, no fuck he, off. He, Proves that he is sort of like uh, educated and civilized because he like shoes his his um what's the word I'm looking for starts with an L means uh, sexually perverse uh, licentious maybe lecherous lecherous, yeah. lecherous men oh yeah uh, nice yeah away from away from her and sort of like tells her that like uh, I I'm cool actually not only am I cool but I am he makes a, a succession of claims. Uh, the true defender of the faithful, which, okay, who hasn't called themselves that? Uh, the blood of the prophet runs in me, and I am a servant of his will, which is theologically incoherent, script writingly yeah, also incoherent. I don't have much kind of first hand knowledge of Islam, but isn't that's kind of, he's not, you're not supposed to do that, are you? It's not, he's not going around puppeteering Sean Connery, no. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's not. He also has the line, "Your shell is strong, like a turtle's." Which oh, d- don't tell me <laughs> about that oh, line. No. Like a t- listen, you Your can shell take. Your shell is strong, like a turtle's. <laughs> <laughs> Your shell is strong. He's like kind of trying he, to do a little bit of an accent, but he's just kind of doing his own accent more. I, I found I found one piece of trivia about this, which is that uh, they tried to they got a dialogue coach in to try and teach him <laughs> wow. to do an accent, and he spent three days on it, gave up, and went back to your shell is strong like a turtle's. <laughs> I can't <laughs> imagine how fucking hard that job must have been to try to be an accent coach for Sean Connery. That's so, like, never once not sounded exactly like that. It's incredible the way like the films and stuff used to be made where you as an actor you could just get away with doing that. Like that is Yeah, <laughs> un- like, unbelievable. Like, I think about coach. the fucking the time like, no. and the money that gets put into dialogue coaching now on, on set. Like most sets will have a dialogue coach there. Um and they they work hard too. And like to just to be like, now nah, fuck it, we're not gonna bother. Yeah, nah, it's nah, just like nah. wow. <laughs> Movies, man. Also, the, the the vibe here is like uh, she is sort of like alternately impressed and terrified by his rough ways. He keeps calling her woman every time he talks <laughs> to her, which is weirdly the like most Roger Moore cadence I've heard out of Sean Connery. Um, well, it does mean we have at least two um, ex Bond actors saying things about Allah. Mm-hmm. Is always nice. Allah, yeah, sorry, but yeah because we are about to meet. A fucking guy. Yes. Our boy, our special our boy, friend, favorite friend of actor the of the podcast, <laughs> Vladek Shebal. Uh, it's who is fucking the- Kronstein. <laughs> That's right. I stood he is up. playing the the Basha of Tangier. 
the like uh, the ruler, the governor of Tangier. Um, and this role, I mean, how would He's we describe this as a stereotype? It, basically, I would um, describe it as dudes rock. Sure. Yes. I loved it. That's. I was living. It's, yeah. no, it's good. I. It's sort of like it's like the faggiest fag era. Yes. Jafar yes. kind of. Lawrence of Arabia. It's great. It's not mm. even the faggiest Valak Shabar's ever looked, but they go hard on it. Like they put oh, yeah. some real that's, effort. That'll be true. in the Apple, by the way, which we will not do. The, I, I, the sort of the um the if I had to give it to you in like a, a sentence, decadent effete, yeah, uh, Middle Eastern like potentate or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and it's specifically um, like uh it's kind of like racial, like he's not very masculine, um kind of a kind of a deal. Yeah, he's like surrounded by beautiful Ready to be boys. Conquered. Yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, he's he's literally he's on a sort of a strict rotation, and this is my favorite part. In this scene, he goes from evil fruit bowl number one, walks well, minces to evil <laughs> fruit bowl number two, eats one date out of evil fruit bowl number two, and then goes to smoke the evil hookah. It's incredible. Yeah, um, and this is what I'm doing. This is my rotation is- every day. Yeah, <laughs> complete with the fanboys. The Americans, the American diplomat, the American consul in Tangier is there to try and like threaten him into making Rasuli give up uh, the, uh, Eden either by paying him off or whatever. And <laughs> is, just sort of like in this very loose way. Because the, the Americans are just like, like, we need action. We've got to sort this out. We've got American citizens with kidnapped. And he's just like, nah, nah. You're going to have to ask the He's Sultan. genuinely like, I, I've been threatened by real countries, which is just <laughs> incredible. Uh, <laughs> but so he's like, okay, go and go and speak to the Sultan. Uh, bring something he likes. Bring he literally he sends him on a fetch quest. Yeah. He's like, bring him two lions. Yeah. Um, well, he says you've well, got to bring the bicycles Sultan a gift. as well, and he says bicycles in a yeah. fucking way too. Yeah, because b- bicycles or something. Bicycles. But he says you've got to bring the Sultan a gift, otherwise he's not going to talk to you. And they go, okay, like what kind of gift would he like? And he just shrugs and goes, lions. It's just like the least effort possible. Got any lions? Like, not not taking the mouthpiece of the hookah out. Lions. Um. Back in the Bronstein desert, is like, no, no, I can't do shit about this. Go and speak to the larger, but also more flamboyant and effete. Yes, guy, go, go and speak to me. Brackets more so. Um, back in the desert, uh, we we go to an oasis where we see that um, uh, Raisuli rules through like fear. Right, he beheads a couple of dudes. Um, they stole his water here. Yeah. Uh, in northern Morocco, there are no deserts, so I just wanted to say that. I did wonder. There's no sand. Like they just wanted to reuse a bunch of sets from like Lawrence of Arabia or something, but like it's like I don't know. You set something in Florida, and you like take people through the Death Valley or something. John Millius said that he wanted to do like a David Lane thing. So yeah, Lawrence of Arabia. And what's really funny is that the whole part of why. The riff is like so, like impregnable at this time. Is this mountains? Like one of the one of the uh, like American journalists in Tangier says, it reminds him of Colorado. Um, it's very. Should strange. have filmed it so, in fucking Colorado. Never mind. Um, well, let me yeah. let me, uh, let, me um, let me present this to you though. Um, it takes place in North Africa, and that's where the Sahara is. So in many yeah, ways, yeah, so <laughs> facto uh, done. Extremely Easy. loud. <laughs> We're fine. Buzzer. I think, I think you're actually overthinking buzzer. this. It's much more simple. They're Arabs, so there has to be sound. <laughs> that's yeah. fucking what. It, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Genius. Last of the Barbary pirates. 
Um, but we, we also, we, we do see one other thing that I want to draw out, which is that just in case we were unclear from him saying things like, Allah is very forgiving uh, all the time, we learn that Sean Connery's character is Muslim, and we learn this because we see him and his boys sort of praying. They, they got the spirit, right? There's, there's, there's Sajood involved, right? It's fine. Um, they, they have maybe gotten some things wrong, that's fine, right? Except that as they get up, they are interrupted by possibly my favourite drop from this, even though it's only funny to me, the saddest tuck beer in the world. Allah. <laughs> me, me rolling out of bed at four in the morning. <laughs> at least they actually said it and just make a make a noise like a James Bond. Just yeah. like, nah. <laughs> it's just like, just like whatever. And and she she calls him a barbarian for like beheading guys, and he goes, yeah, "You don't understand me. I'm the man of honor." And because I, I only beheaded I two beheaded of them, more guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, don't don't be so quick to judge our ways. Uh, and Karen. and that night, Connery makes um makes her sleep next to him and kind of menaces her with a sword, which I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Kind of like jokingly. Yes. Like, ah, what if I killed you right now? Ah, just kidding. Like, yeah, I, I have this cool sword. I should also say, throughout these sequences, we're getting a succession of like pronunciations. Right? He, <laughs> Sean Connery. What's your character's religion? Islam. <laughs> <laughs> What, what, what do you do when you miss prayers? Oh, I say another one because Allah is very understanding, and it's just like relentless. Like every couple of minutes, one of these comes along and like slaps me over the back of the head. I'm just okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, these kids are like ten seconds off converting. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, they're loving oh, it. Yeah, like th this this daughter character would not be given her British citizenship back by Pretty Patel. I'll tell you that for <laughs> fucking free. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for real. For real, she would be fucking shit. Citizenship revoked. Yeah. Drones engaged. <laughs> William has started like, uh, uh, like uh, wearing. Uh, I, I I believe the the way you would describe this at the time is adopting Arab garb. Right? He's gone he's, native. Yeah. Like yeah. He's fully Lawrence pilled. He's having a great time. He fucking um, is. He's also he's also a like a guy gay gives as him a janbia and he's like. Also true, yeah. There's a brief moment where he like talks to his mother regarding Sean Connery. I'm going to be calling Sean Connery throughout this, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, he does have a certain way about him, doesn't he? And you're like, what? <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I did a bit of research, and the American press at the time did call him this bandit of gorgeous costumes. <laughs> so they were mm. living for the cold clothes. I'm also described I mean in the same terms. Look, he's he's a pirate. He's a bandit. But we cannot deny that man is serving cunt. Yeah, gorgeous. We, we love to do a bit of like Orientalism, right? The, the dark eyes and the sort of the mascara and things of this nature, and be like, ah, it's a like a forbidden, interesting desire. Um, so also one other thing is when he menaces her with the sword, he like takes off his turban for the first time, and I wrote down. Alarmingly bald, Connery. <laughs> yeah, oh, really yeah. funny. Oh yeah, really fucking bald. <laughs> 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 
could have an asteroid have saved her. Impossible to tell. Um, <laughs> um, I was like, ah, I remember he, that shit up. Oh. He plays chess uh, with Eden. Yeah. Um, and she's like, what's your fucking deal? Why'd you kidnap us? And he's like, well, uh, the Sultan is uh, a foreign puppet. I don't like him. He's shit. Um, and so I'm going to, I'm going to like try and lead a coup to get rid of him. Uh, and my plan is that I'm going to kidnap you. I'm going to ask an outrageous price to ransom you and humiliate them. And then they're going to be so embarrassed and everyone's going to see that they're weak and everyone's going to come and join me. Um, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the vibe. It's it's so fucking like it, it's so funny when they're like, "All right, we're going to have our guy explain his genius plan, and he'll be playing chess throughout it, so that you know he's like a fucking brains god." <laughs> like, yes, all right, we get the fucking thing. And then Eden like checkmates his queen which was an interesting sentence for her to use um and <laughs> which is which you're supposed to be like oh i see he is very clever also but but eden better guy she's got something about her she she my, yes he neglects the detail. queen hmm. yeah, interesting. My, my my favorite detail about this is that you're bluffing the, the chess pieces you're the, bluffing. Yeah, the chess pieces with uh, the form of which you are most familiar with are like Arabic by way of India chess pieces, right? They're what you would be using. But because that doesn't look foreign, they had to pick some like weird chess pieces to be like, ah, he's playing Muslim chess. <laughs> <laughs> Muslim Twice chess. as devious. <laughs> Not red blooded American chess. Mm. That's right. <laughs> One of the baby. worst and most misguided musicals ever to hit Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one very different night in Oriental City. So we go back to America. We go to pieces for the Islamist machine. We go, to, we go to Yosemite, where where Roosevelt is in nature, Ooh. killing nature as he is wont to do. Roosevelt and again, again bit, another scene of Roosevelt just doing shit. Perfect. Yeah, he just like explains bears to journalists. <laughs> he, he has shot a bear, and he's like, "Tell you what, I'm going to talk about this bear for a minute." <laughs> they are um, They are fucking hanging on his every word. This is the theme of the movie that we're in. The bear, the bear is like the American man, right? Uh, and like all men, uh, it is like violent, lonely, impetuous, and uh, doomed. Also, because someone's going to shoot it, and he feels sad about this. Uh, but in many ways, it's a metaphor, and it says a lot about society. Um, these are this is all obviously insane, but you know, stuff Roosevelt could have said. He was like this. Um, yeah, I tell you what though, it's um, it's interesting that this film, and well, I was surprised actually that this film kind of critiqued American politics and the American character. I was like, oh, and, and from the point of view of a good guy, I was like, oh, you kind of wouldn't see that in a film now. Like even a character, mm-hmm. even somebody like Captain America would not say, yeah, sometimes America's a bit shit. I stand for the ideals and I recognize the country isn't always good. It's like it was kind of novel to me. I was like, oh, this film actually does kind of have some criticisms of the U.S. It does. Uh, it's just that, given that it's John Milius, they are coming from the right. But yes, it's, um, yes, fair point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so we, we go to we go. Our American diplomats go and see the Sultan. The Sultan is they bring him some uh, lions. Child. He's a he's a man child um, who has been sort of gifted Western technology, which he uses as a toy. Uh, like there's there's a full like steam locomotive that he has just 
in his house because he doesn't know how to like make use of it. He's having his guys play like uh, polo on bicycles, um, and sort of like clapping delightedly when they crash into each other. Um, at one point, he like fires a Maxim gun at his his servants, um, and it's just flatly like this is this is a sort of like degenerate. Um, you know, culture that is unfit to rule. It's fully like childlike racism. Yeah, very contrasted against Roosevelt, who's out there digging ditches and shooting bears and shit. Yeah, exactly. This guy is like has a sort of a golden carriage that's pulled by dudes. Yeah. Whereas later um, on, we see Roosevelt in his kind of black tie in the White House having a party, and he doesn't eat cake because he's like, "Oh, it's bad for you. Make you soft. Like it's make make you unhealthy. Like he's rugged and powerful." Again, this is the creeping fascism. Mm-hmm, creeping. Mm-hmm. Um. And, uh, yeah, so he, he sort of, like, sulks when the Americans put their demands to him. He's like, you don't understand what it's like being, being the Sultan of Morocco, which is, uh, which is very funny. Um, also, weirdly high use of dudes as chairs and footstools in this movie. Yeah, that happens a lot. Um, I wondered, is that, was that done? Seems inefficient. I don't think so. Okay. I think Moulet it's like, Aziz, so the Sultan at the time, was an extravagant spender, and he did do some pretty dumb things, um, some of which are accurate, and he was encouraged by his European counselors to spend a lot of money on dumb things. The people's chairs thing, and a lot of the looks seem to me more like kind of British Raj-inspired, sort of like mm. l- low-budget, you know, Indian costume drama. But he was a very unpopular man. There are bits and pieces of, um, I, I think a lot of it reaches for sort of the, uh, like, ideas of the Ottoman, particularly when we see Vladek Shebao sort of, like, tousling his boy's hair and stuff. It's like, yeah, I, I think this is reaching for the same stuff as, as Lawrence of Arabia is. Um, but so, uh, the Sultan, like, he uh, refuses to, to, to pay them off, uh, refuses to pay off, certainly, to, to free Eden. Um, and the American diplomats begin thinking amongst themselves, oh, well, you know, maybe. Also, interesting thing that I want to, to highlight here, as the American diplomats coming into the Sultan's palace, um, he talks about how there's no road to, to the palace at Fez, and how Americans are going to build one someday, because we have men that can do anything. We have men that can fly, right? And this is this, this curious sort of nostalgia for, like, a young, resurgent America that's, like, full of possibility. Um, for, for a movie made in 1975, that's uh, there's 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 politics happening there. That's a you gotta you gotta you know pull yourself up by your bootstraps, get over this Vietnam shit, and be more like Teddy Roosevelt. Mm. Um, this is this is also the moment where they're like, oh, we we can't build any roads to Fez because of all the desert, which is just. <laughs> Not even fucking close. <laughs> that's that's where they, they only have that. camels. Yes, they mm, don't, don't really use in that bit of Morocco. Mm. It's, <laughs> it's like you could have just looked at a map. Yeah, that would have worked. That would have been worked. Men don't look at maps. They hired Men. a map reading guy, but they fired him after yeah. three days because Sean Connery didn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Americans send in the Marines, who are like, "We're the Marines. We're gonna, we're gonna kick ass." Um, yeah. Oh, the, oh. So they say it's pointless chasing Sean Connery. He'll lead us on a merry dance all over the the Moroccan desert? Question mark. Um. So instead, we're just gonna go and fucking take over Vladik Shabal's city 
that'll fucking like shift the needle that'll get some shit done uh consequences be damned because we see also that like the french and the british and the germans are all in this country and people are like you fucking march troops in here it's gonna start an international incident and they're like oh we'll we'll start a world war and then our dicks will be big and we won't be gay that's the idea yeah this movie this movie doesn't know how it feels about the u.s government it loves the u.s military and it particularly loves the marines but it doesn't really know how it feels about like uh, the US doing great power shit. Because on the one hand, it's like, holy shit, these guys are going to start World War Three or well, World War One. On the other hand, gosh, don't the Marines look nice with their sort of like uh, the the dark covers, you know, the uh, sort of navy blue hats. Kind of like the Rock um, in that regard. And then it's like US government, soy, gay, don't like it. US troops, love it, great, sick, yeah. keep it up. I'm so impressed that you guys are pulling like a plot out of this because it really is presented just as a series of baffling <laughs> vignettes yeah, more than anything yeah, it's else. Just guys in rooms. It's really poorly made. It has no momentum. Um, two other details <laughs> I, I got first. from this whole se- sequence. First of all, uh, we we learn that Vladek Sheval is like caught between Germany and Russia, the two European powers that could least plausibly be involved in Morocco. <laughs> Okay, pause. <laughs> Germany was involved in Morocco and nearly did take it over. Russia, on the other hand, they made it up. <laughs> What's interesting to me, though, who do we is hate right now? Ah, Russia. Put them in. <laughs> Russia. I there's, mean, there's... it's the seventy. Yeah, exactly. You have to have some Russians. <laughs> you can't have fucking Russians in there. Mm-hmm. That Germany's Germany's involved in this, but it's Germany and France. Spain doesn't get a look in, and the reason I suspect that this is is that this movie was filmed in Spain, and filmed in Spain at a time when Spain was fascist still. Like, it was filmed the year Franco died. And so, I suspect that you are not going to make a movie in 1975 Spain involving Spanish colonialism, particularly failed and, like, disastrous Spanish colonialism. Because, I mean, Spain was handed quite a lot of L's in the course of, like, colonizing Morocco. You can tell in a lot of bits, like, the, the buildings in Tangiers are actually in Seville. And if you've been to Seville, and they don't look <laughs> that Muslim, actually, but, like, they're quite nice buildings. Oh, we also get one, we also get a scene where Roosevelt is, like, um, hell, what kind, he's, like, fucking around with his rifle, his new rifle, his new Winchester rifle that he's been delivered. And he's like, ah, this doesn't fit right, because I'm in civilization, and I'm discontented by it. I have to interact with this shit. I bet this other guy, this Raisuli guy, he's got a good rifle, and I bet he's, like, I bet we'd be friends in real life if we ever met. He's <laughs> got parasocial fucking relationship with the Raisuli. <laughs> yeah, yeah, genuinely. <laughs> genuinely. Do not form a parasocial relationship with the Raisuli. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder Some if... things in here don't react well to parasociality. <laughs> I wonder if that's the film's, like, idea about the American government and imperialism, which is that like, it doesn't really know how it feels about imperialism in general, but if it's Americans who are doing it, it's probably going to be like more in touch with the people and, and more rooted in bravery, like a grizzly bear or something. Yeah. Roosevelt keeps sending Sean Connery Tumblr asks about gender and kink. (laughs) 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 So, so the the Marines Tumblr asking brick to Sean Connery. We um. This is my point where I'm like, I need like Chirons telling me who these fucking people are because it's clearly supposed to be like historical figures that if you are an American, you're going to have some sort of understanding of. So there's just there's a scene that, where they. I'm not sure. These are like genuinely unimportant historical figures. 
Admiral well, I mean, French Enzo Chadwick is still not a household name. Unjustly, I would say. <laughs> it takes about half an hour to pronounce, that's why. First of all, why would he be called French? Ridiculous first name to have. Mm-hmm. French Chadwick. Hello, I'm French. And what's your name? I'm French. Fuck she, off then, you idiot. She, she French on my Enzo to like Chadwick. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but um, I, I need like a like a death of Stalin situation where these people walk mm. on screen and it tells me who they are and what yes. their deal is mm-hmm. pretty quickly, so that I can follow the fucking movie. So Eden escapes yeah. by bribing a cackling buffoon. This like yeah. Ferengi looking motherfucker. We needed yeah. we needed the role of guy who laughs in a sinister ethnic manner. And let me tell you, the guy they got to play that, he's playing it. He nails it. He does. He's got one line, and the rest of the time is just sort of like sinister, creepy laughter. Yeah. Um, and he takes them to a rival warlord, and Eden thinks she's bought her safety, but then it's apparent she hasn't. I'm, I'm curious about this. So the, the, they they get menaced again in a sort of like when you get menaced in this movie, what it is is a bunch of dudes sort of like half crouch over and try to like touch you. <laughs> Um, th- these these dudes are wearing a lot of like uh, sort of like long head wraps that are all in indigo, and I did wonder: are these dudes supposed to be Bedouin, or is this just like I think they're supposed to be it- Tuareg, which ah oh, fuck okay. is a couple yeah. of thousand kilometers to the south. But you know who's counting, really? Honestly, <laughs> like at this blue, point, yeah, the blue headdress me, would be me making with fun of like Sarah. this movie for being racist and inadvertently repeating its errors. Yeah, so this um, Eden Eden. Pulls out her like major, major big play, her 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 chess move plan, which is that she's going to disguise her two children as Jawas and <laughs> go and check the the blue guys who like the big rock and see if they can help her out. Yeah, but yeah, and this, they this can't. does not work. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's good to dress your. I think it's good to dress your children as Star Wars. Star Wars is a is a great franchise, and uh, it's <laughs> good. We, we good it. for yeah. good I'm for watch every Disney Plus Star Wars series for, that comes out. For, chat yeah. audience, go yeah. right, go right for it. At this point, at this point, the movie has like visibly lost interest. Yeah, right? no, like, it's filmed quite perfunctorily at this point. Why are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? No, this whole about combat sequence is fucking sick. This is the bit where I started to write down animals were harmed in the making of this fucking show. <laughs> oh, yes, they were. Oh, they my were. God, were they harmed. Yeah. <laughs> animals were also, harmed. As Eden, the, the as Eden realizes that these guys are a bit like, mm, th- this is when guys start getting domed off from the hillside by Sean Connery with That's a right. rifle. Mm-hmm. Domed and then he comes and he yards. does some fucking amazing like horseback combat sword fighting shit. It's... Genuinely uh, very yeah, well filmed. Yeah. The horse acting is better than the people acting in this movie. Um, although, to be fair, that's because there weren't laws about animal cruelty, so you could trip them over with a rope if you wanted them to fall over. And you can't <laughs> do that to actors. Uh, it now been a now that Spain is, like, woke and not fascist anymore, you can't just horribly kill a horse. Um, a guy gets decapitated... So having rescued Eden, Sean Connery brings her to his house, his mountain fortress, and she says, oh, yeah. she says what like, are you going to do? Check out my cool garden. Yeah, she says, yeah. what are you going to do if they don't pay the ransom? And he's like, well, obviously I'm going to let you go. I'm not just going to, I'm the Rizuli. I don't kill women and children. That's not how we do things in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> Could have saved a lot of trouble by like giving her this little speech about an hour ago. Yeah, man. But- no need to terrorize the poor woman. 
Sometimes you have to just, like, maintain an air of mystery and drama, and I respect that. It's called kayfabe, all right? Listen, mm. it's got to keep <laughs> it up. Right. Um, and then um, the Americans arrive. The Marines rock up. This is <laughs> this is a good sequence if you enjoy marching and drill. This is, <laughs> this is where I wrote down American voice. Look at how our dainty fucking soldiers run. Check that shit out, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, this is clearly, like, a scene like done and like choreographed and filmed by people with an eye for drill in that it's militarily it's very precise i believe the marines actually used it as part of like training films at some point however the fact is in real life military drill looks dumb as hell and so you show this movie to a normal person, and so like me and Abby are over here going, "Damn, that looks crisp as fuck." Yeah, meanwhile, every- Devon is fucking sitting here going, yeah. "Like, why are they taking half steps through the streets of Tangier? Why are yeah. they just like, what is this? They them going, army like- femboy marines bullshit? <laughs> the fucking tippy taps the entire way." <laughs> Although because I love back that, in like, the, day. the the French and the Germans who are at their balconies watching them are like hornily being like, oh my god, the Americans, they look so great. Yes. I love this. Thank bit. you for fucking mentioning the Germans at their balcony because I <laughs> genuinely creased over double laughing at the Germans. They have, there's one shot of two German guys leaning out of the balcony and one of them looks like fucking Dr. Eggman and the other... <laughs> <laughs> looks like um, the the corpse of Prince Charles. Like, um, like one of them is like Prince Lurch Fert, from the Adams family. Like it's, yeah. it's unbelievable and everything. Yeah, and, and this will be the episode the fr- art, by the way. Oh, so yeah. you yeah. just he's look at that. Like Staller and Waldorf brackets German. <laughs> Genuinely, he's holding that, a monocle to his eye and be like, "By God!" Like, <laughs> meanwhile, I'm at the God. French consulate, I'm it's God. a woman going. How did they get so sexy? And it's Emily in Paris is leading out of the fucking balcony being like, ah, oh, there's American. Mont Dieu, this is, this is a fair description run. of French colonialism, I'm mm. sure. Um, also, yeah, the reason why <laughs> this is happening this is... this film has a problem with national stereotypes. He's, he's, Maybe. Oh, uh, back in the day, when you marched your troops to something, you marched your troops to something, like, in at, like... Uh, in formation, and so yeah. this marine well, the captain thing is, like, the world population, his, like, the world population at this time hmm. was like a million people. So like everyone knows each other. You're going to embarrass yourself in front of the other countries if you march in your troops in front of like the three people from France and they see you. Like this is the biggest army the world had ever seen at this point. Was these, <laughs> this is the most people Marines. that have ever been in one place? Like. <laughs> I, w- one small detail that's just for us and you if you have access to this movie the guy at 1 Don't. hour 15 minutes 35 seconds spits Milo Edwards genuinely <laughs> fuck's sake now I'm gonna have to go didn't back. see that I'm gonna have to rewatch it these guys I love the, the tactics here they line up in front mm. of the Bashar's palace and then they yep. just like they just all in unison just like point their guns at the guards and shoot them. There's no like running for it's cover. Time they just start <laughs> genuinely killing. I think like and this is good as hell because they like traipse into here. Again, they're doing their very impressive dainty little footfalls. And then they mm-hmm. all stand out and the guy goes, Alright, aim. And meanwhile all of the palace guards are going What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they're doing like the Monty Python guards when the guys run. Like, all right, every, let's see what's going every, on here. Every 
Every palace just... guard is like two steps away from taking off their like work hat and going, listen, man, I don't need this job anymore. <laughs> and then they open fire. And this is the point at which I and I think everyone in the palace realized that this was actually happening. Like, I genuinely thought this was just like a little show of strength they were doing, like a little military parade. And then they just genuinely open fire. Well, everyone, apart from the Pasha slash Vladik Scheibel, who just sits there looking like the caterpillar in Alice in Wonderland, like smoking the hooker and being like, he's, he's great. All of, his, I love all, of his, all of his guys get killed. And the, the only thing he does is he's eating like a, I think it's like a, fuck, what is it? Like a, a tamarind or something. And he like <laughs> moves the hand of the dead guy off of his like <laughs> chaise long. <laughs> And it's just like, oh well, it seems it seems you've captured me, haven't you? Genuine, it's fucking so idiot. fucking funny because he's just he's earnestly on like a silver platter for these guys to come and capture, but he's just like lounging on this fucking chaise long. He's like, "You people are insane. Your president is insane." And the guy goes, "Yes, he is." And then it cuts to the American national anthem, loud as fuck, and you're like, "All right, okay, okay." Yeah, the, the, w- there is a little touch here, which I thought this was briefly like brushed by a greater artistry. Which is the moment where they have the navy band playing the Star Spangled Banner, like on top of the corpses of the guys they've just killed because no one's moved them away yet. That borders on the Celine to me. Um, I I like that as a sort of like, and again, Celine is also a fascist, right? So, but this is like sort of like acutely observed, um, like sort of surrealism of war and violence. Um, that- we now cut back to, to Roosevelt. Yeah, this is definitely mm-hmm. around the point where I started scanning the Wikipedia article to find out if this was satirical. Like, I was like, what, mm-hmm. are they making fun of this? Like, what are yeah, they doing it's like here? it's almost Verhoeven at points, isn't it? Like, it's like genuinely like a really solid satirical movie, except they made it completely straight, which, fantastic. The best kind of satire, as far as I'm aware. Roosevelt is at a firing range, shooting guns, which he loves to do. And hey, the Secretary of State tries to convince him that this is madness. Let's go start World War Three. Is the and Secretary as he of State guns, the same guy who said he all he, did, he played M in the 1967 Casino Royale and said all he does all day every day is play Debussy? No, it's the same actor. Yes, is he? Oh, oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He says, oh, just plays Debussy, plays Debussy, plays Debussy. Oh, every day. And I, <laughs> This now the time, the time of day, of day. I reserve for Debussy. I knew I'd uh, yeah. fucking uh, seen that guy before. That we've yeah, we've John, seen him twice. Also he in plays, Winter Kills. Yeah, he's in Winter Kills. He plays the dad oh, in shit. Winter Kills. Speaking he was exactly the M who mortared his own position. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he 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 says gone cowboy again. And as we have seen in an earlier scene that we didn't, uh, we kind of skipped over. People people love it. Uh, he he gives this speech. You know, uh, Perdicaris alive, Rasuli dead, and uh, people lap it up. Because Americans love a cowboy, and Roosevelt um, Willen has uh, has been blinded in his left eye by a punch because he likes to box, uh, which I thought was a yeah, nice. He little just touch. hasn't mentioned this to anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he 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 tells you how to understand the movie, right? He just says this flat out. He's like, uh, "Yeah, there's there's great men in the world, men of violence. Uh, to to be one of these is rare and difficult, um, and to be one is inherently lonely." Uh, in the only like comfort that they have is each other and recognizing each other at great distances. Here in the U.S., it's me and it's J.P. Morgan because finance has supplanted uh, the sort of like traditional forms of violence. 
But this Raisuli guy, he, him and me, we would get along, I think, and we yeah. would be besties. So we need some kind of masculinist international elite group yeah, or the, ideology that yes. binds us together. Because Something. I think of the closing of the frontier, it's like there's the end of the West, which like Roosevelt was this big kind of image of. And so it's like, oh my God, we're going to become like decadent like everybody else. So we need to find this like still savage place where there is this guy who still has these noble values like a cowboy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the, and all of the... All, like, Roosevelt all of should have been played like by a, a stack 10 out of 10, buddy. <laughs> I've been saying this. It can't... Yeah, yeah. But so Roosevelt's plan is, as you say, sort of a dude's rock international <laughs> where all of these, like all of the toughest, manliest men in the world can get together and like kill wildlife. I think when dude's <laughs> rock international, the enemies of the Thunderbirds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and their leader, Mick Lynch. Yeah. Um, dude's rock international, at- calling dude's rock international. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Uncle is dudes rock international. Too. Um, yeah, so back at back at Rosuli's house. Oh my um, god, I fucking love this bit. Rosuli is like telling everyone a story about about shit, and they're like, "Tell us a story." And he's like, "Well, I was imprisoned in a prison by my by my wicked brother, but the guards let me out because they saw that I was so cool." <laughs> yeah, and also and everyone is hanging on his every word. Then I was yeah, taken yeah. in by brigands, and they made me their chief because they saw that I was <laughs> so cool. <laughs> Also expects you to believe that Sean Connery and Vladek Shebal are brothers, which is a stretch of casting, I'll say. Um, and we sort of get this shitty extended sequence of like romance where we see Eden sort of like admires Rosuli, and Rosuli is like is sort of like taken aback by her uh, sort of like perseverance and stubbornness and essentially what happens is feminism happens to him and he, he gets what I legitimately think is a really good line um, he, he like puts his head in his hands after she like humiliates him in front of his dudes and goes it's been a bad year next one will probably be worse which I like um, I'm always saying this uh, yeah and no, it's going to be so like, yeah, his, actually. His guy, uh, whose name I don't remember, I'm not sure if the movie even gives him one, but his, his uh, like, deputy Klingon shows up. Uh, and it's like, okay, the Americans have successfully, like, pushed Vladek Shebar into this offer, which is, I'm going to give you everything you want, gold, rifles, um, I don't even remember the rest of it. Wait, um, is, this, is this the Sharif of Wazan? Yeah, yeah, it is. The yeah. guy who later, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, the fucking Nadim um, Sawala, who, legendary. who incidentally, a is Jordanian, and you can tell when he speaks Arabic because he sounds more like a TV announcer than a Moroccan person. But also, he is the father of Julia Sawala, who plays Safi, the daughter in Absolutely Fabulous. There you huh. fucking go. He's also in The Avengers 1998, which uh, we would love to do at some point. <laughs> do, you remember when we, do you remember when we were going to do that with H-bombs? Oh, I fucking remember! <laughs> I've seen that motherfuckers on other podcasts now. He's what? <laughs> I'm going to fucking text kill him. him. I'm going to slice yeah. him in half. Like, I'm going to fucking text him right now. I'm going to fucking text him right this, now. This Literally, organization does not tolerate not texting you back. He was just texting uh, me today. I'm going to fucking text him now. Hey, yes, so I want to put that as life on her. So, so Rysili is presented with this, uh, with like 
yes, we accept your demands. Bring Eden and the kids to not suspicious handover points. Uh, come alone. Do not bring weapons. Um, and everyone around him goes, this is clearly a trap. You don't have to do this. Um, to which he insists, yes, I do, because I have been fated to do this because it's the end of the movie. Listen, the movie's got to end in a minute. (laughs) We've got to have a denouement, man. We have to do this. So so they ride into Wild West Town and um, Connery is arrested. The Marines take Pedicaris into custody. Connery is taken by Sir Germans. yeah, so Germans show up. And they pay uh, they pay maybe, his yeah, ally they a bunch of money, and then his ally takes the money back to the lads and is like, yeah, we're going to leave the money on the ground and we're going to go in there and we're going to rescue Sean Connery at dawn. Uh, William, the little boy, has a dream about Sean Connery? Yeah, yeah. William is Let's right talk about die. fucking William for a second here. Because Let's please genuinely. talk about William. <laughs> like, the, uh, Eden, William, and daughter. Who cares? Doesn't Not a character. They're, they've <laughs> yeah. all been kidnapped, and <laughs> Eden genuinely says to William, he's like, William, do you have your dagger? And I wrote, William, it's time to go sicko mode. It's time to fucking take all of these marines hostage. Time to go black ops mode. Yeah. She genuinely does. Although, to be fair, the movie very much displays it like everyone is humouring her. Yeah, but she she is holding it. I have shot grouse in Scotland and quail in North Carolina. Believe me, I know how to use this thing. It's very girl boss. It's like yeah, I it's own fifty one percent. I'm always saying this. I've shot right, dogs like full of seen right. shoulder very pads, rich, and I know how to hunt. <laughs> the shoulder pads grow up off of her. She says it. Um, but so, the, but like, what happens is that the the captain of these marines, uh, because again, this movie loves the marines, is like, oh shucks, man, we're all Americans here. Uh, yeah, let's go do the right just like, thing. I'm a good guy now. Even though I was militaristic yeah. and murdered a bunch of people a couple of scenes ago. I, so we, we do this sort of high noon thing, and all of the, the, the gunplay in this movie is like sort of uh, discount Sam Peckinpah, like lots of dudes getting shot and falling out of windows off balconies, shit like that. Oh, it's fucking um, sick! It's cool! A guy gets shot out of a window and he falls through a balcony! It's movies. Good. <laughs> you need to see better movies. My note uh, at this so, point says movies were much better when you were just allowed to give horses PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> because so, fuck me, are yeah. these horses having yeah. the worst time. The, yeah, I've some ever of these seen. horses definitely get blown while, up. While, while the Marines are setting up, um, it's America and the Arab world against colonialism in 1975. Uh, um, <laughs> nothing will happen from here on out. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the, the the tribesmen are charging into. The guns, the French 75 field guns that the Germans have brought with them. And we get a lot of... I, th- I think this is actually well shot. We, it's sort of like... If you've seen The Last Samurai, they crib a lot from that with machine guns. Uh, lots of shots of, like, shells being Oh, uh, we're going to have to like, watch that too, aren't we? We're going to have to get you back oh, yeah. on for that one, Arthur. It might we'll not be your area of expertise, movies. but we'll do it anyway. We have to watch good movies. <laughs> no! As a famous expert of Japan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They blow up so many horses. These horses like, are fucking atomized. Yeah, there are horses Unreal. going up like Castle Bravo throughout this entire scene. The price and of glue <laughs> fell after this movie. Looking at these motherfuckers, like, wow, you could do anything in 1975. <laughs> you could kill any horse in 1975. <laughs> yeah, horses had no right. And all the survivors, kind of Sean Connery, took them out of a shoe. <laughs> 
right at the very end, just beat him to death. <laughs> Boom. Um, so anyway, Eden Eden runs in. Sean Connery's been tied upside down, um, and uh, shirtless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, like yes. Jamie Fox in fucking Django uh-huh, Unchained, uh-huh. but without the balls. Uh, cuts cuts mm. her, cuts him down, and then he grabs a sword, and then is like, "See you later." Yeah. No, he has to fight. Uh, he has to fight a mini boss on the way out, yeah. which is uh, <laughs> this guy who so like, he, he... wasn't really set up as a villain. We don't really know what he's all yeah, about. Yeah, Antoine Saint John is who's just playing German. He's shouting German. That's enough. Yeah, yeah. It, like this, it's one of the sort of like film noir things where you cast a guy by like having a very interesting skull shape, right? Where like a, a guy has like unsettling cheekbones, and you just go, right, you are going to be in every movie from now on. I've been fingers as, like, crossed. Henchman. That's my whole career. <laughs> Shut up. This uh, and now we get a masterclass in subverting expectations, right? We all love movies. We love it when they subvert our expectations. So let me let me set up what happens here. German man, Sean Connery, oppositional. William has a fucking shotgun and he just like happens across this scene and he looks at it and you're like, I know what's going to happen here. William is going to use the shotgun to save Sean Connery from German man. I'm a man. This doesn't happen. Instead, what happens is Sean Connery and German man fight for about three uninterrupted minutes while it keeps cutting back to show us that William is just watching the entire time. Just his face, no expression, staring straight ahead at Holding this Holding a happening. gun. <laughs> it's just, yeah. and Sean then, Connery's like, do you want to help? Little, you got to get involved in this? Shit. <laughs> it I'm, I'm nearly being killed here. Would you like to, would you like to <laughs> feel my feel feel like, to jump in at any fucking point, Bill? <laughs> my second note is, William... <laughs> <laughs> William, this is clearly the arc of your character. You have to help me here. And he doesn't. Not a fucking thing. No, no. Chekhov's che- gun, leave that shit on the mantelpiece. <laughs> Straight up Chekhov's gun safety. Yeah. Um, William does not complete his character arc no, in this Wild no, West no, gunfight. No. And and William, you have my sympathies. Um, Sean, Sean, Sean Connery uh, like does the thing where he he knocks this German officer down and he gives him like a fencing scar he on the face. He fucking carves a Z on his face. <laughs> yeah, listen, because he like respects him. Listen to me. Sometimes, sometimes you see something occurring and you're like, oh, this is the apotheosis of my character arc, and you just go, ah, I'm all right. It's probably fine then. Yeah, I'll leave it. But that. it's because he's grown, it. isn't it? Like, isn't the idea that like he used to kill people and he was bad, but then because like Eden Pritikaras changed him and feminism, that's true. Now he doesn't just yeah. kill people. He's nine. Yeah, he just William. gives him a scar. Yeah. I'm talking about William on this oh, one. Sorry, but I'm talking about to William. Be fair, William you are <laughs> correct, but that is that is the yeah. He's the point he's woke now. He's reformed. Yeah. Uh, he's he's, soy, yeah, he's honestly now. he's moving into the making wind. YouTube videos just about like makeup and content mainly now. It's less about the kind of politics. He he grabs the shotgun, rides off into the sunset. At which point we go back to the US. At which point my note is Teddy Roosevelt. William followed that man into the desert. There's no two yes. ways about it. Yeah. William immediately <laughs> took off. But this is another subverted expectation because you sort of think that like they might kiss, something might happen, and then no, she just looks there kind of red-eyed, and boom, we yeah. cut to Roosevelt, and it's a bit like one of those like consent memes, you know, where it's like, oh, well, Pudicaris <laughs> and like, um, Grace Willie might want to have sex, but did you check that Roosevelt consented to this? Because we need to check what he did. <laughs> yeah. Is there someone you forgot to it's ask, like and it's Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's really, yeah, and, and like... 
I guess the idea is that like they they are theirs is a love that can never be right. Like at one point, she literally says like you're not one of my wives, which uh, mm. um, but so we, never we go see. to Teddy Roosevelt. No, who is being briefed on the situation, and he he sort of Rooseveltily goes, I ah, just give everybody medals. Um, I I gotta get this fucking gun fixed. It's driving me crazy. And then we see that he is he has had this bear that he shot reluctantly, taxidermied, and he delivers my favorite line of the movie fully. Now, gentlemen, if you don't mind, I'd just like to be alone with my bear. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good that the <laughs> something I often find myself saying. <laughs> God. Marge, I'd like to be alone with the sandwich. I- <laughs> it's so good that the entire movie plays out, and then, like, after it concludes, we cut back to Roosevelt, who just goes, all in a day's work, boys. And it's like, you didn't do anything! <laughs> We've kept cutting back to you. You've not done anything. It's like they got the fucking reels mixed up. Like, there's just Roosevelt scenes in this movie, and I don't know why. I want people to know that like 25% of the film is Roosevelt talking about bears. Like it takes up so much well, of the screen time. They're trying to set insane. up this thing. It's like, oh, that. And even Connery writes him a letter being like, I am a lion and you are the wind. He gets him the right of a, of a masculine he gives, coin. He gives him like a Tumblr ask that's like, I've been having some shots about my gender. And it's like. Pressure uh, No, it was the other way around. Roosevelt was writing to Connery about on, on Tumblr, and Connery yeah. like gives him a standard like "thanks very much for watching the show" um, and like "fuck, uh-huh, fuck off." Uh-huh. And then and then we see Connery talking to um, we see Connery talking to his like best friend, and his best friend's like, "Oh, yeah. we've lost everything," and Connery's like, "It was worth it for that quirked up white girl, Pushy." <laughs> and then it, and that's the movie, which, which you that's didn't the even get. Conclusion of the movie, which yeah. you didn't even get. Uh, and uh, you know, you can you can then do a sort of like uh, uh, <laughs> Raisuli died on the way back to his home planet, sort of thing. In that, right, the actual guy was like killed a couple of months later. Really? Ah. By yeah, yeah. He was he was like. Uh, imprisoned and killed by Abdul Karim, the guy who like he was, eaten by was a, a lion, more successful really version of him, and who like declared the uh, the the Rif Republic, which insanely cool flag by the way, but which was then crushed by the Spanish using sort of like airplanes and uh, you know like chemical weapons and all of this. Uh, and history just rolls on over it. But um, yeah, this has been a sort of a historical footnote that has been blasted out to a two-hour movie of. What if dudes who rocked but were separated by history could be friends and bros? <laughs> what like <laughs> like if What you- if Sean Connery was Teddy Roosevelt's bear? Like mm. Yeah, what if that? Like what if, what if that? If you're going to make a movie that's this this far from reality in terms of what actually happened, why not just have them meet up and be buds? Like why would you still just be like star-crossed <laughs> lovers initiative? I yeah. <laughs> This film well, is why not quite make it good. Yeah, why not make it a good film? Why, why yeah. not make yeah. a good <laughs> tangible movie? That's actually yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I would simply make a good film. Uh, what did what did we learn from 
the wind and the lion. <laughs> other than other than the fact that the next prayer that I do, I will be struggling with all of my might not to speak Arabic in Sean Connery voice. <laughs> Don't worry, Alice. Allah is very understanding. Um, in- inshallah. Um, inshallah. The film is quite a fascist, right? I think mm. we can all agree yeah. that, that it's like, yeah, like men need to be sort of rugged and like military good, but government bad. And like, you're just going to do the violence. And yeah, it's like, yeah. But so do women, curiously. Yes. Like her uh, woman's sort of like virtue is, is if anything, enhanced by the fact that she is willing to like, do some epic shit. I have a theory about this film. Please. I think that this film teaches us one thing, which is that American conservatives in 1975 were absolutely ready to support uh, the Mujahideen in Afghanistan a few years later <laughs> yeah. when the Soviets yeah. invaded Afghanistan. Because the whole thing of this film is, if you find the right Muslims who are rugged, empire mm-hmm. is actually okay if Americans do it. So I think this is this is the deep meaning of this film is that yeah. they were ready to support the people who would later become the Taliban much later. It really does plug straight into the Mujahideen in the Living Daylights, which also features a lot of like beturbaned cavalry, uh, sort of like riding against uh, led by like a guy with a British accent. My God, led by a guy with a British accent, and with the help of uh, a. British secret agent, so with the help of a white dude, yeah, no, I genuinely, I, I think that's that has like cracked this case wide open. Um, this I didn't enjoy watching it. I'm glad it's I'm glad it's over, but I've had a great time recording this episode. I did enjoy the uh, action uh, sequences. Like it was, it's it's gotta, it was kind of like quite get exciting. You to watch the Wild Bunch. We got to get you to watch Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. We got to get you to watch better westerns than this. Um, Gonna get your I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm again. in better Western. This, but um, yeah. <laughs> is this a bonus or is it regular? Bonus. This is a bonus. I'm not. Oh, okay, I'm we're not, not gonna. We're not gonna scum it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so Arthur, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, if thank people you. want more Arthur, where can they find you? Thank you so much for having me. You can find me mostly on Twitter at Arthur Asaraf. Perfect. Thanks so much. I'll be in the description. In which case, we will see you next time. I forgot how I end the show. <laughs> um, thank you for listening to the, the show? first episode of 2023. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> yeah, sure. Alright, fuck off. That's yeah, how we'll end the episode. Then. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Kill James Bond. Uh, next week on the free feed it's oh god it's an uncle it's the karate killers i think it might be the helicopter spies i think it's the karate killers though um which god is my witness or indeed with allah as my witness uh that better have some fucking karate killers in it or i'm gonna go spare uh, the next bonus episode is still yet to be decided now as this is the winter of content um, you do not need to give us any money at all to get the full gamut of episodes released however some still choose to and I would be remiss if I did not read out our £15 and above patrons and those are Andy Fox, Amanda Comet, Freya Aloysius, Gustavo Lira, Jack Holmes, Mike Berg, 
Thomas Oberhart, Nick Boris, Kentucky Fried Commie, Yarek, Natomori, Cohen Enright, Harriet de Kock, Labour Delenda Est, Commissar Ozymandias, They of Thems, I read it out in full and I said I wouldn't. Library Hitman, Beef Crime, Jack Drummond, Jonathan Gerdes, Callan Burney, Max Gamenhart, Jay Martindale, Kit Vine, Hell, Lysamage, Jonathan Siegel, Harrison Fuller, Big Titty Goth Girl, Mothman, Tarp O, George Rohack, Trip, Clara Has Burned the Closet, Alex, Violet Cybra, Ash and Liz in Florida, a trans robot, Men's Room Louie. <laughs> Casfras, Bronan, The Spy Who Ruined My Marriage, Annie Ruby, Isopod Gal, Elizabeth Cox. My jokes end up on the wrong episode. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's a tough life. Zoe Shepard, Turfs Eat Shit and Die Alone, Quinn Valeri, Finn Ross, Alfredo, Wolfrey, Big Old Boy, Al Irwing, Robert Greensmith, Millie, Josh Simmons, Lauren Bastin, Roll History Pod, Artemis Potter, and Elizabeth Hall. Thank you for being patrons of the show. Gil James Bond is, of course, Alice, Abigail, and Devon. Our producer is the wonderful Nate Bethay. Our podcast art is by Matty Lepchansky, and our website is by Tom Allen. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>